0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your happy host, Madeline Carafa, self-proclaimed health enthusiast and full-time hustler. Through storytelling, I combined health, well-being, and business, with a fresh perspective to share the stories of some of the most influential and inspiring hustlers. Whether you're looking for an engaging and easy to digest pep talk or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking butt in work and play. Hello, hustlers, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am so thrilled to be joined by my good friend, model and presenter, Tegan Martin, who is joining me as co-host as we talk to one of the most delightful souls. Tegan actually joined me for the interview with Lorna Jane, but we were so busy trying to get the episode live that I completely forgot to officially introduce her. So I am sorry, but that's a friendly voice you hear alongside me in Lorna's episode, if you were wondering. Tegan was also one of our earlier guests on the show so if you're looking for some more healthy inspiration after this episode please make sure you check out her episode. Now let's get started with today's healthy conversation. With a law degree under her belt and a booming social media following Georgie Stevenson is proof that success requires heart and hustle. Raised in sunny Brisbane, Queensland, Georgie is a true representation of her happy, fun-loving upbringing. Welcoming us into her beautiful home, I was instantly captivated by Georgie's kind nature and warm smile. Behind the blonde hair and gorgeous smile lies a super savvy and extremely successful businesswoman who has hustled hard to build the life she wants. From simply sharing her health journey while in a corporate law job, Georgie has built a health and well-being empire that inspires women daily to live their happiest, healthiest lives. Georgie is absolutely beautiful inside and out and exactly what I imagined she would be like. It just felt like we were having an awesome conversation with such a good friend. I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is brought to you naturally by Bondi Boost. Georgie, hello and welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for having us in your beautiful Brisbane home today. We are so excited to be joined by you. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for coming to my house. (laughs) Very excited to be here. Now, we love starting the conversation by finding out something that most people might not necessarily know about you. And I know this might be a hard one because you are very heavy on social media, um, Instagram and YouTube, but is there any little gold you have for us? (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: I think I have said this on my Instagram, but probably the weirdest thing about me is I love powdered milk. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why guys. So like my parents are really big into sailing and every year they sail to like New Caledonia, Fiji and that sort of thing. So a couple of years ago, they sailed to New Caledonia and me and my husband flew over there to meet them. And because they couldn't have fresh food on the boat, because I've just sailed that oh. whole way, they had powdered milk. And it was the first time I tried it. And I was like obsessed. I was oh, like my
0: goodness!"
1: having it after every single meal. And then, like, literally now <laughs> it's something I buy as a treat. <laughs> Whoa,
2: where does powdered milk come from? Is this like from a cow or? The yeah. or? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's real. yeah, so it's just like normal milk, but it's like <laughs> dried.
1: Dried. And I don't know, guys, it tastes so oh, much my gosh. better. It and, sounds like Milk, I've got no judgment I'm gonna yeah, try it it's really good so that's pretty weird <laughs> lots of people I say that and they
2: think I'm really gross They're but like, what else do you eat so, I literally will sneak it too I'm like Tim's like what are you eating <laughs> that is so <laughs> random and funny I find the powdered eggs that my friend eats absolutely disgusting yeah no, like, I don't, I don't what know about that? that so I agree far, with that. Isn't it? Mm. we'll I'm stick to the powdered milk sorry
0: not a milk person so I do not think. I you're can just eat like looking at me away. just like this is gross I know <laughs>
2: And so we would love to know what is one healthy habit you are currently committed to that is helping keep your hustle healthy, Georgie? Okay. So my like holy
1: grail healthy habit and something that I've just realized- I need to be doing. Otherwise I don't function. And that is just making sure that I'm going to bed early enough and mm. also waking up early. So really getting a good sleep schedule and I'm making sure I'm going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. Honestly, if I don't get enough sleep, I'm like, no, I don't function. Yeah. And I've just noticed if I wake up early and I'm able to wake up early feeling good because I went to bed um, early the night before. It just changes my whole morning and usually my day. And so it's just like a non-negotiable now. Yeah. Um. So it's probably like my holy grail healthy habit.
2: It's such a simple thing that we overlook. Yeah. Do you have any like rituals that you use to turn your mind off after a crazy day of yeah. success?
1: So <laughs> I'm really... I'm that person who I struggle to get to sleep because I just have so much so going on. I.
2: Yeah, I'm and waiting. I really want this advice. Hit me, <laughs> yeah. hit me. This is so <laughs> Yeah, this is for me. So
1: I have a bit of a nighttime routine. So I uh, try and like dim all the lights, you know, the whole blue blocking. Mm-hmm. I've I have blue blocking glasses, look. Cute. <laughs> so I try to wear them if me and Tim are watching TV. We dim the lights. We just make it that sort of environment. Sometimes we put the candles on. And then also, I have a nighttime tea. So it's just like a, I think it's like sleepy tea. Yeah, just like a <laughs> sleepy tea. I can't remember the brand. I actually listen to, do you guys know the app Headspace? Yes. Yeah. So they have this thing on there called sleep casts.
2: Ooh, okay. And so
1: you put it on and It's literally someone just telling you a story and it's so random that you stop thinking about all the other things, your mind switches off and you fall to sleep. Amazing. And it works every time.
2: Because I've tried listening to hypnosis, which a few of my friends friends have said is amazing to put yourself into like a REM sleep. Yeah. And sometimes it works and I'm like, holy crap, I wake up feeling so So refreshed and sometimes I just can't get into it. Yeah. I'm like, no, my head's racing too much. So it's, maybe the story would be good for those well, times.
1: Yeah, I find it's quite also relaxing. Yeah. And I just like it really just, you know, yeah, puts the mind at ease and I just get a really nice sleep. So yeah. So what is it called on Headspace? So Headspace and then you'll go, there's a sleep section okay. and it's called sleep calves. And it's it like the most to try. It. It's the
0: most random stories. Yeah. <laughs> so I I love that random.
1: I love it. I
0: use like a meditation app every night, but some nights like you're just so wired and your yes. mind is racing so much that I'm like, the eight minutes is nearly up and I'm like, oh. What have they even said? I'm like, yeah. like so, I don't even realize that it's on. Yeah. Mm. So these sleep casts go for like 40 minutes.
1: So oh, sometimes like, I'm asleep within five minutes, yes. but sometimes it will literally take me half an hour, but I need it. Yes. You're like,
2: what's happening to the teddy bear? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I need
1: to know before I go to sleep. <laughs> Last night I listened to one and it was about like, cats at a (laughs) marina oh it really is that (laughs) random I was joking and it has like really nice sounds and yeah it's a really funny bit lately that's what I've found um
0: really gets me to sleep yeah awesome I love a good nighttime routine honestly I really believe that it truly sets up like yes for one a good night's sleep but a good next day as well so it's like the best healthy habit that you can honestly get yourself into because we just don't value sleep enough as a society like it's this badge of honor to be so busy and it's like how can we expect to be busy and perform at our best Mm. if we're not sleeping and giving our body time to recover and restore and do all of the necessities that it needs to to allow us to perform
1: exactly and you really just
0: don't function when you don't
1: have enough sleep and people like yeah haven't really figured that out but
0: absolutely and I
1: also find like I get super grumpy and I also just crave food and crave sugar if I don't get a good night's sleep and so and then you know you eat sugar and then the whole you know cycle begins Mm so yeah It's a vicious cycle,
0: isn't it? I'm I'm like the moodiest bitch ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm horrendous,
0: like the worst. (laughs) Love that.
2: So on this note, we'd also love to know what you're currently reading and listening to. So my two favorite books
1: at the moment, and so I am a big Audible fan. So I never actually read anything; Mm -hmm. I listen. I I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't don't have time. Sorry, (laughs) Um, but I'm loving this book called "I Don't Know If You've Heard Of It." Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. No, oh Oh, my god, guys, it's epic. She's like, she's just this like badass girl who's like, she's American and she's got kids and she's running this multi million dollar company. It's all about like sort of empowering women and. Just owning your shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I just
1: like I find she goes through a lot of like life lessons. And so I'm really loving that one. And I it's also the second time I'm listening to it. I tend to Amazing. like need to listen to it for a second yes. time to like really sink, sink in. And absorb. And then I'm also listening to one called How to Be a Badass at Making Money by oh. Jen Cicero. Oh, we need that in our oh life. Oh, my God, guys.
0: <laughs> Life-changing. Literally really? like money.
1: If you have any issues with money
0: mindset, life-changing really so it's breaking down those barriers that you place on how much you can earn or the
1: limiting beliefs that you put on money and just the way you think about money so Mm. I listened to it maybe a year and a half ago and no joke my whole business changed because I just think in society we sort of have this view that if you make money you're greedy yes. and like money is bad and money is evil and yes. even though we like money and it gives us so many opportunities and yeah. all that sort of thing it's almost like people feel you know people don't like talking about money totally. it's so,
2: it's so it's almost like a, bit a, dirty, of a dirty word, word absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. we sometimes feel like when we reach a certain level like that's all we're capable yes. of like exactly. oh no I'm not worth more than that and exactly. we put this like barrier on yeah. what we're able to achieve
0: exactly and I think that's almost like you know a lot of people in corporate jobs or you know you would know even like when you're in law that you kind of you start and you're giving given a certain salary and then you've got to work really hard to get the next step and it does it puts those limiting beliefs on how far you can actually go and I think as a female as well when you you know put in marriage and children and all that sort of stuff those limiting beliefs become even bigger because it's like oh when am I going to find the time to get back to this job and earn the money that I want whether if we just have this open mind of like there's enough of it in the world. Like there's not an unlimited pot of money that everyone has to take from, (laughs) it's unlimited. (laughs) And also like a big sort of mind shift that I had to make
1: growing up. My parents were like really hardworking and they did extremely well. Like they retired when they were 50 and they did extremely well, but they worked very hard. So I had this belief that like, if you wanted to make money, you have to work extremely mm. hard, like really slave away yeah. for it. And so, when I changed that money mindset, and like in the book, she talks about saying like mantras, like money comes to me effortlessly, yeah. and stuff like that, and really just changing the way you look at money, like yeah. it's life changing. So oh my goodness, one hundred percent. Yeah, get I love on to that. that, book. that. <laughs> and she's really funny too; it's entertaining.
2: I've had a breakthrough with the affirmations lately because I was doing them, but I wasn't believing them. And I only just realized that I wasn't actually believing them recently when I had a, a coaching session. How did you know you weren't believing them? Because I, I went through it with my coach and he was like, I don't feel that you truly believe that. So yeah. it kind of went from, you know, I am attracting money in abundance to I am willing to attract money in abundance. Yeah. So I started with I am willing and then I moved towards I am because you can't say it. You're not going to start believing it if you say it 50 times a day. Yeah. like. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to just like saying it in the mirror, I think.
1: A hundred percent. And I think also when I used to do, I had to really put mantras in place for body confidence and stuff like Mm. that. And so I'm not going to lie, like at the start, like you sort of, you don't believe it, Mm. but you can't just say words and something's going to happen. You need to do the inner work and really work through things. And there has to be some emotion and attachment
2: to Mm. the mantra rather than just saying things totally and the repetition will work yeah but you do have to repeat it a lot of times and
0: (laughs) you do have to find other ways to believe it so we'd love to take it all the way back and get a little (laughs) sneak peek into georgie growing up what were you like as a kid where did you live what was your family environment like
1: so I grew up with my three older brothers and mum and dad. And like I said, mum and dad were really hardworking. Dad owned a plumbing business and mum raised the kids, worked in the plumbing business. Um, they both came from absolutely nothing and did really well, provided for us and all that stuff. Mum was really healthy. She was like a bit of a hippie yeah. and she was like doing the whole all natural cleaning products. And yeah. before it was a thing, Mum was doing like the unrefined mm. sugars and mm. all that sort of stuff. So growing up, oh, I remember- so lucky hating it because I just wanted a roll-up
0: and (laughs) Oh, my goodness, I can relate so much to that. Yeah. It's so crazy.
1: You know, you should have a piece of fruit and you're like, oh,
0: God. (laughs) Really?
1: Fruit? (laughs) I know. In saying that, looking back, like how amazing that my – Oh, totally. – grew up on that. And we really grew up a very no-processed carbs, no-processed sugars just because Mm. that's what my parents liked. And, you know, eating veg and meat, that was our sort of staple diet. So we grew up very – I don't know, like just very normal, wholesome. wholesome. We grew up about an hour away from the city, so more out of the city. And that sort of side of things, I just went to a public school and then I went to a private school and then I went back to a public school because I didn't like private school. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I was thinking about this and something that I realized is – Growing up, I was really interested. I did a lot of acting and drama and that sort of thing. But something I remember growing up, and I think it's just because, you know, my parents in their job. So I remember them saying stuff like, you know, oh, like an art degree, like who would do that? That's useless. Mm. And, you know, little things like that, that I picked up as quite a young child. Mm. And so from as long as I can sort of remember, I really had this view that, You know, you don't go off and do your passions. You go off and you pick the sturdy job, the jobs that's going to provide and that sort of thing. And so it's funny because I was thinking about my childhood and I was actually quite like a serious person quite young. Yeah, It's really, yeah, like really weird, which in saying that, like I'm quite young and I feel like I'm very driven, so I've got a lot of positive things from that. But in saying that my childhood was I was just, you know, always – always wanting to succeed always wanting yes. to do the next high thing. achiever yeah yeah that do you sort
0: think of thing that came from having working parent like seeing your parents work so hard do you think that that's where it a hundred percent yeah and I and I also was very much like
1: I really I was that person really wanted to make my parents proud yes so right. I, I wanted to you know get the high marks and mm-hmm. sh- you know show that sort of thing and I think I was definitely also put on a bit of a pedestal being the only girl being the younger girl yes. um like I was you know the only one who went to uni out of Mm -hmm. my brothers and all that, all that sort of stuff. And so I definitely felt a bit of pressure to be a certain way and Mm -hmm. to do certain things.
0: Wow. I can totally relate to your story. When you're saying all that, I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) I feel so (laughs) (laughs) similar. Literally. Um, So you finished high school and you went to university to do a law degree. Yeah. What led you to law?
1: I'm not going to lie. I watched Legally Blonde. (laughs) A light no. So I watched that, loved it. And then also, my. God bless you, that is the <laughs> yeah, best. I love how honest you are. You're Let's like- be honest. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> but also, my oldest brother, his girlfriend, was studying law at the time. And I just remember thinking about it and just thinking, oh, yeah, you know, that's mm. a very high standard job. It's going to provide. I knew mm. you-, you could earn a certain sort of wage doing yeah. that and that sort of thing. So I just decided I was going to do law. And then worked really hard in 11 and 12, got my marks up and got into law, did that for four years. Also worked a lot during my degree in a couple of firms and that sort of thing. I had to move out of home when I was like 19 um, with my partner, who's now my husband. So yeah, I was always working during uni and that sort of thing. I got a, first of all, a law position, a law clerk, that's what they call in a really like good firm in the city. Yeah. And so I worked there during my degree and then after my degree um, full-time and that was really good. I was really lucky with the firm, like they even paid for my PLT and like all this different stuff. So they were amazing and the experience that I got there is just like- Lots of people ask, so now I'm not doing law. Lots of people ask if I ever regret it. And I'm like, mm, no way. Yes. Like the amount of life experience mm-hmm, that you yeah. get from working in a place like that is just Definitely. amazing. But while I was doing this, I was also had my socials on the side. So, yeah. and they weren't that small. They are actually quite large, but I always had very much said, no, I'm doing law. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit that, you know, as soon as things getting serious because I was making money through that on the side. So I kind yeah. of kept it. But then, I don't know, it it was like I was working full-time in the law firm and I just find myself in saying that, like, my days were hectic because I do my content in Mm -hmm. lunchtimes after work on the weekend. It was crazy. But I always just found myself, like, thinking about, oh, you know, what YouTube video can I make? What can I talk about this? And always, like, I would always be, like, searching health studies, like, when I was supposed to be working. Like, Uh. you know, I just (laughs) – I just realized how much of a passion it was and I think I really I pushed it down for a long time but then Mm -hmm. it just got to the point where I thought hey look you finish your law degree you can practice law you Mm -hmm. can always go back to this but Mm -hmm. if you don't do this other thing and just see where it takes you I think you're gonna regret it Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where the fear of quitting was less than, you know, what I felt about, oh no, I'm going to regret this Mm. and this isn't going to be good sort of thing. So took the leap. (laughs) Good on you. (laughs) Go girl. So what sparked
0: your health journey originally?
1: I was like a very normal size, very healthy growing up. And then I turned 18 and I started drinking a lot and eating a lot just because you think you can because yeah. you had for so long. And also, like I said, I grew up in a very wholesome family. So I was actually eating quite big portion sizes like my brothers, mm. but because we were eating that sort of food, like I think it just, it was all good. Mm. Um, but then I'd be eating the same sizes, but I'd be eating McDonald's and I'd be, you know, <laughs> and so it all just caught up to me. And I remember waking up one day, 10 kilos heavier and just feeling really, Not myself, really uncomfortable. Like, I remember feeling really self conscious in front of Tim, which wasn't, I had never felt that way. Mm. And so, just different stuff like that. So, that sparked my health journey, Mm. which looking back, I went straight into a crazy diet cycle where I then dieted for like four years straight. Oh, wow. And like, off and on, finding this new diet, I went, you know, did a lot of binge eating and like, just not really doing it the right way, but doing it how a lot of people do it, which is just really sad. Um, So it's kind of how it all started. And then when things got better, it's when things actually got really worse. Mm -hmm. So I got these really bad health issues, including I got adult acne, which I had Mm. never had acne growing up. I had really bad exhaustion. I had really bad moods. I was eating less than a thousand calories and I was putting on weight and like, so hormones were messed up Mm. from so much restriction, so much under eating. I was also like training twice a day plus doing my law degree plus doing all my socials. Like it was just too much on my body. And I basically got to burn out and I realized that something needed to change. And that's kind of when this whole big thing happened of moving towards, intuitive eating and loving my body and just being okay, like nourishing my body and just giving it love and respect rather than hating it and punishing it, which I had for years. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. We spoke a little bit about intuitive eating before we turned the mics on. Can you explain to the hustlers what that means to you?
1: So intuitive eating, I didn't realize I was kind of doing it for a long time. And then I sort of figured it out, but basically intuitive eating is there's no rules on restrictions. So there's no, oh, I can't eat after 5 p.m., I can't have carbs. There's none of that. It's really listening to your body's biofeedback. Mm. It signals are you tired? Mm. Do you actually feel hungry? Like, do you feel sick after you eat that? Like, mm. this simple, really kind of like just going back to the basics, it's very simple. And instead of listening to outside sources like, a fitness app that tells you how many calories you should eat. Even like outside sources of fitness people on Instagram saying, do the keto, do all this sort of stuff. It's ignoring all that, really going within because we are all made so different. It would be stupid to think there's one way for everyone. So it's basically finding the healthiest way for your body to feel its best, Mm. like your own way, by listening to it, um, by ignoring the rules, ignoring the outside Stuff. It's a lot of compassion too. Like, I'm an intuitive eater in saying that it's not like every meal is, you know, what my body exactly. wants. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just about having compassion, having love and respect for yourself, and just getting to a point where, like, previously, I swear, like, all I used to think about was my next meal mm. or, you know, my cheat meal on the weekend and stuff yeah. like that. I was so consumed, whereas now, it's so effortless for me to just live my lifestyle. I don't,
2: you know, like it's not consuming. So you're like, what does my body feel like in this moment? Yeah, and you
1: just go with it and then you learn from, oh, if you didn't feel that great after that and all that sort of thing and you kind of just learn from your body and it's Mm. constantly changing, you know, just because you ate a certain way and you got results and you felt really Mm. good doesn't mean that's always going to work. So that's why intuitive eating, I love it because it's not just this is the set rules and you follow this for Forever. the rest of your life. It's sustainable because you're constantly learning.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. A really great way I've learned is to diarize what I'm eating and keep it separate at first. So, you know, if you're going to have oats and strawberries, do them separately so you know which one of them is making you tired, mm. which I think people don't realize. They kind of go, well, oh, like I don't know what I'm feeling, but it's because you had like 10 things in that salad yeah, like no idea <laughs> yeah yeah so really breaking it down and just having one thing at a time and then once you know that you know you're okay with eggs and yeah. spinach then you can have eggs and spinach on toast you know yeah,
1: yeah yeah I went through a big stage where I think it was my body was just in burnout but I became intolerant to so many foods like mm. so many foods I was eating every single day like eggs and bananas and I was just having these really bad like reactions and just feeling like crap and it it took that literally just like cutting things out and mm getting back to the basics and then slowly introducing them kind of when Mm. I was like healthier sort of thing.
2: So you mentioned your acne earlier. Was the intuitive eating a big part of healing that or was there something else you did?
1: Yeah, kind of. Honestly, all of my health issues were fixed when I started eating more food and training less. Wow! It was just, I was going through also at this stage too, like I was planning a wedding. Like oh there was a goodness. lot happening. Stress. And I think it was just stress in my body and yeah. I was eating nothing, like I wasn't fueling my body. So I had all these health issues. And it's so funny because I like went to doctors, I went to naturopaths, yeah. like something must be wrong. <laughs> but honestly, as soon as I ate enough to fuel my body, to yeah. feel good, I stopped overtraining. All my health issues were fixed.
0: Which is it's crazy. It's like the simplest thing <laughs> yeah. as well, and we don't take enough time to look inwards and at our lifestyle and see the pressure exactly that we're actually placing on ourselves. I remember, yeah. yeah, I went through a phase of having like really, really bad tingling sensations like all over my body, and like especially my head and my hands would go like oh. numb when I was typing, and I obviously straight away was like, oh my god, like brain tumor, Right. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. You go to the worst thing and start googling, yeah. and that's even worse. But it was literally just that I was drinking, like, coffee, which my body does not – obviously the chemicals in coffee does not react to my body well at all. Mm -hmm. And I was completely ignoring the signs of it instead of thinking, wow, I'm having a coffee at 8 o'clock in the morning and – I'm completely buzzing. Am I, might, you know, like I could, yeah. I wasn't allowing myself the space to actually feel what that coffee was doing to me. Yeah. And all it took was me to stop doing that. And then my nervous system calmed down, yeah. the tingling stopped. It was like yeah. just so And a
1: lot of the times though, the things that you need to stop, you don't want to, I had so many people telling me it was that simple and I just thought, no, no, yes. no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm
2: not getting coffee and <laughs> yeah. thanks for your tips, but no. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. So so many times it's just like you actually don't want to do it because and 100% looking back, I was addicted to
0: exercise. Yes. I was addicted to dieting like and I didn't want to think that was the issue. But mm. I think you get to that space as well and I know, you know, when mine was as simple as coffee, but I was like, but hang on, I'm like riding my bike to work every day. I'm like doing Pilates. I'm eating so healthy. Like, why am I feeling so horrendous and so tired exactly. all the time? And then it's like, you know, it's almost then the stress hormones go through the roof as well. Cause you're like, totally. feel like you're doing everything right. And you're actually not doing your body any favors whatsoever. Uh, so it's uh, like a real balance.
1: A hundred percent. And it's really hard though. Cause on social media, you have all these people yes. who are doing it all. Oh my gosh. They're working out. There's no
2: days off. MG, and so F45 trend, like everyone's yes. like trying to keep up. I'm like, that doesn't you no exactly to do a 60 minute workout every day like high Ex- intensity exactly and
1: that's the thing though is we never stop to think that you know just because everyone's doing it or mm-hmm. what's on society we never stop to think that hey maybe I need to listen to my body yeah. see what's actually happening and we are so different mm-hmm. so I know it is it is really hard especially with social media with that yeah. sort of thing
0: yeah So I'd love to go back to when you were working full-time, balancing a booming social media account with your Instagram and your YouTube channel. We get a lot of questions on this podcast of people who do work nine to five and they are trying to balance their health and wellbeing goals with full-time work. How are you balancing a full-time job with a side hustle and staying true to your health and wellbeing goals?
1: To be honest, like, Looking back, I wasn't really okay. like I had a lot of health issues and it it was because of the high pace, the high stress lifestyle yep. I was leading in saying that I chose to put that all on my plate. Mm, yes. um, and I definitely knew when I did that, it wasn't a long-term thing. So okay. if I stayed in my job, I think I would have changed things up yep. in saying that for me, it was really about creating habits and routine So for example, what my day would look like is I would get up at 4.30 a.m., I'd go to gym at 5, I'd get home at 6.00. I started work at 7.30, so I'd have to be on the bus bus at like 6.50, started work at 7.30. In my lunchtime, I would be working on my side hustle. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get home till like 6.30, maybe 7 if we had to work late and I would cook Tim dinner, spend a tiny bit of time with him and then I would do my side hustle and then I'd go to sleep. So it was so hectic, but for me, honestly, the thing that got me through was routine. Mm -hmm. So people used to say like, how can you get up so early? And for me, I'm like, I just made it habit and routine that I basically didn't know any difference. And I just, just like, yep, no, it's happening. It's a non-negotiable. So I think it's about implementing some Mm non-negotiables and making them habits and routine. And they just happen. They don't feel like, oh no, I have to make this choice. Mm -hmm. It's almost Mm -hmm. like taking the choice out and just getting it done.
0: We'll be right back after this healthy break because I want to share with you one of my all-time favorite health products that has truly helped keep my hustle healthy. Ladies, it is time to boost your roots and let your hair do the talking. Just like you, I have my desired hair goals too, but I was really struggling to reach them due to everyday styling, breakages, good old split ends. So, I jumped on board Bondi Boost, and I'm so excited that they have been kind enough to sponsor today's episode, because they have truly made the most incredible difference to my hair. Not only am I conquering my hair goals, I have happier, healthier, and so much longer hair. And just like all my favorite natural products, they are free from all the nasties, including parabens and sulfates, and replace them with good-for-you ingredients that help to protect and nourish their hair. And I'm very proud to let you know that they are an Aussie-made, Aussie-owned hair care company who are helping thousands of women just like me achieve their hair goals. So if you want your hair to do the talking, then please make sure you make the most of their very generous offer for all my fellow hustlers. Simply click the link in the show notes after this episode and use the code HAIRGOALS at the checkout. For further details on this incredible product that I guarantee will help fuel your health goals, please click the link in the show notes after the episode. Now back to our healthy conversation with our inspiring hustler. Do you believe that slow steps are better than all at once? Because I get a lot of people being like, oh, I've fallen off the bandwagon or, you know, like I've tried doing this and now I've had a big weekend out or whatever and it's like, almost implementing those healthy habits one at a time. And then it's yes. like, it just gets easier and easier than being like, okay, this week I'm going to start being healthy mm, exactly. <laughs> and going like well,
1: I even remember I just used to get the question so much about mm. waking up earlier. And something I used to say is, don't wake up one day, like two hours earlier, like start putting it back like 10 minutes, like definitely slow steps. And something I'm a big advocate for is instead of subtracting things, add things. Mm. So instead of saying, oh no, I can't eat um, carbs or I can't do this and I can't do that, add things in. So like, you know, I will drink two liters of water today. I will do this. And then, you know, if you slip up or something like that, I just find- Even mentally, instead of like subtracting things, adding things in, it just felt better and it's it's less harsh. Yeah, totally.
2: (laughs) Shifting that I can't to – I should, or exactly. I can. So yeah. powerful.
1: And yeah, instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to have any refined sugar all week, just adding in, I'm going to make sure I'm eating my veggies. Totally. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Like it's little things like that, but do make a really big difference. Yeah, Absolutely. amazing. If
2: you had one tip for anyone who was wanting to prioritize their health and well being while balancing full time work, what would it be?
1: I think you need to realize that there's going to be seasons Mm -hmm. so there's going to be times where work takes up most of your time and energy Mm -hmm. and realizing that that's okay and being compassionate and realizing hey you know maybe i have to skip a couple of gym sessions this week and going with that and then when work isn't as busy and you can focus more like i don't know i don't really believe in this hashtag balance thing Mm -hmm. i think (laughs) i just like Like, me personally, there's just different times when things are taking a priority. Yeah, absolutely. being okay with that also. Like, I think I had to sort of deal with the fact that you can't do it all and realizing that you do have priorities. So, you know, Mm. and that's another thing is you need to think – If your health isn't a priority, maybe you need to make it a priority sort of thing, like making you sure, like making the time, adding the things in, that sort of side of things, but also realizing that we do have seasons where we're working more, when we're working less, where our relationships are more important and all that sort of stuff. And just being okay with that and Mm. sort of like riding the wave. Yeah, absolutely. Being very like compassionate with yourself and okay with that. Like I definitely listen to myself because I have been in periods of burnout Mm -hmm. and you take so long to recover. You're better off filling your cup up where like. As you go. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a big thing of just because your lifestyle looks different Mm. to the, you know, normal person. I'm doing that in air quotes (laughs) for people who can't see us. And just because you're different to the normal person, like, that's okay. Find what works for you. I personally, like you said, like, I, I love working on the weekends. Like, it feels mm. good as long as it feels good to you and it's filling mm. up your cup and you're yes. making time for yourself and your relationship, And your partner. <laughs> <laughs> you care.
0: <laughs> it's so true, though. That's like, I am really productive at night, which is frustrating because I like having my mornings, but Mm. I'm just not a morning person and I still get up at six thirty most days. My husband will laugh if he listens to this he'll be like, Sure, (laughs) such a liar. (laughs) He's gone by that time though. I'm like, I promise (laughs) i have crawled out of bed. No, but honestly, I do get up. But it's not something that comes natural to me though Mm -hmm. either. So I always find like being kind to myself of like, okay, I am going to be a bit slower in the morning, but I'll make sure that I'm at least exercising. I'm having a really nourishing breakfast. So it's like, I'm still doing something for myself that's setting me up for a really good day Yeah, because I know I'm not going to be at my absolute yeah. peak and the most productive in the morning. So but, it's like easing into it. But how so, amazing that you've realised that and you
1: realise in the morning that's, you know, your self-love time, that's when yes. you give yourself mm. time. And see, I'm the opposite. I do that in the afternoon. Yes. But it's good because you realise that and mm-hmm. you're, you've are you worked that into your routine
0: and schedule. So that's yes. amazing. I think that that's probably one thing that frustrated me about being in a 9-to-5 job that I was like I'm wasting all these hours at work when I'm actually not that productive Mm. so I think like you know I know it's hard for people if you are in that nine to five job but it's really finding the tasks in the day or the things like you know go for a walk first thing in the morning and get your coffee and then maybe stay an hour later at work if you can or like you know finding those peaks and troughs like do admin I used to go in and just do emails in the morning because I was like oh well it's a bit mind numbing yeah I don't don't need much brain power to get through that but then I'm going to do my really creative tasks in the afternoon afternoon.
2: I feel like employees are becoming you know a lot more open to different ways of working whether it be one day a week at home or hey I'm so much more productive in the afternoon. Can I start a little bit later? I Mm. mean, your your productivity makes them money. Exactly. So, you know, have the conversation with your boss. Yeah. And I'm the same as you, Mads. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, for so many years, tried to get my work done in the morning and I was just not as productive, but Mm. I was trying to keep up with society time scheduling. Yes.
0: And it was just stupid. like (laughs) What you think you should do. Yeah. Was it hard for you to break – those barriers down like I know when I went from full-time work to working on my own I used to get really guilty like come five to nine because I'm like oh my god I'm still on my morning walk I haven't had breakfast I'm not showered. I should be at my computer and it's really hard to break that down and be like no it's okay yeah to not be on that schedule anymore
1: yeah did you find that oh a hundred percent I remember it took me like three months because I'm like like you heard what my day looked like it was so scheduled it was so routine because I had to be and then yeah. like, all of a sudden I had like no time limits <laughs> and it took me three months to find a routine that was like, cause I, I thought to myself, I really like you guys. I want to do something that it works for me Mm -hmm. where I'm productive, which suits my lifestyle, which I like. So it took a long time to sort Mm -hmm. of find that because you do, you think, oh no, but I should be doing this. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And all these things. And yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like, and that's another thing is I feel like, especially this year, I've really sort of like felt into this position of owning your own business and like doing all those things. And I think, like you said, is pushing away the guilt and just thinking, no, I'm going to do what works for me Mm -hmm. and that's okay. So
0: you do have your own ebook as well. So find your healthy beginner's guide to intuitive eating and healthy living recipes. You've obviously spoken a bit about this, but can you talk us through the process of creating the ebook and what made you actually put this all together and out to your audience? Yeah, sure. So when I was writing this ebook, I was literally thinking of
1: myself like, you know, three or four years ago, because I just thought, and that's another thing is back then no one was talking about anything like this on social media. And also at like previously, I like, I lost my monthly and like all that sort of stuff too. And so I was looking up to these girls with six packs, which I also had, but mine came with all these health issues. And I thought, what's wrong with me? These girls look fine. These girls look healthy. Why am I having all these issues? So no one was talking about it. And now it's completely different. Like now people are really open, which I love. But basically when I was writing this ebook, it was like, I was thinking of myself. And I just thought, honestly, if I just had some of this information, Mm -hmm. how different and I just wouldn't have struggled like it. I just remember my health journey just being such a struggle. And so it's just a lot of information that is simple, but it's, you know, putting it in this like neat little book for people. Mm -hmm. So it's five steps to intuitive eating. So I really like break it down and I go through exactly what I did to start intuitive eating because it it seems simple, but when you actually, yeah, it's a little bit complicated than just (laughs) listening to your body sort of thing. And also if you are someone who's kind of like a chronic dieter, Mm -hmm. you have ignored your signals for such a long time that it will be quite difficult at the start. So I talk a lot about that. I go into that. I also talk a lot about self-love and really creating that, relationship with yourself, um, with food, because that's just something I went straight into my health journey and just created such a bad relationship with myself, with my body, with food. So really kind of digging into like the mental side and The inner work, which I think everyone should do first before they try and change anything physical. Mm. So that was a big part of it. And then um, I also, yeah, chuck some healthy living recipes in there because I'm a biggest foodie and they're like kind of all your favorite foods like nachos and all that sort of thing. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with the real thing, but at times when you want to eat it every single day, it's better to have a little bit of a healthy alternative.
2: Yes. <laughs> there you go, guys. That ebook sounds like a must-have. And just to add more to your busy schedule, you've recently launched your own podcast show, Rise and Conquer, where you have been ranking in the global health charts, which is just so amazing. Insane. Hey. I like, I just wasn't expecting it. I've I've listened to
1: podcasts for so long. And honestly, it's what made me get the sort of passion to quit my job and pursue my side hustle and all that sort of stuff like honestly and so I've been obsessed and I always thought like I was telling the girls previously before this conversation I always thought I was too young no one would want to listen to me and all that sort of thing but honestly it got to the point where I was like, I'm so over this surface level, this surface level like bullshit. I just, especially in social media, like it's getting better, but I just wanted to say more, and I felt mm. like a lot of people wanted that, and it's really hard to do that in a caption, you yes. know, on your story. Even YouTube is only you can only really go ten minutes, and I also found I had a lot of comments on my YouTube when I used to do this like massive rant and chat. People would be like, "This is so boring"
2: because it was just me oh, sitting there, yeah. and so I thought. I
1: think podcasting is my platform and so I just did it and it honestly the best thing like I just can't believe how fulfilling I feel and it's really lovely because all these things like I do quite a few solo episodes where I talk about different things. Like uh, one that people loved was like just about talking. I talked about, you know, saying no. Mm. And I used to be a really big people pleaser. And when I said no, it used to come with such guilt. And I did a lot of work on that and just did a whole episode on that. And I literally just got so many DMs of girls just being like, oh my God, I just needed this. So it's nothing extravagant or crazy but it's just simple things I think we're all thinking about and I feel like when you have someone saying it to you that you're kind of already thinking about almost like a pep
0: talk Mm. it
1: like really sinks in and you're like okay I'm I'm into this. <laughs> and I find
0: that you often listen to those things when you really need them. It's like yes, when you read they pop up. They like you, hop yeah. up. Yeah, and you're like you're attracted to that and then you listen to it or you read it and you're like, "Oh my goodness, I needed this so much in my life right exactly. now." Exactly. So, it's you're obviously attracting, you know, the people that really need that. But I think saying no is one of the most powerful tools that we can honestly oh my learn God, to I, do 100% and to, and to really own because yeah. I know that my life definitely changed when I started feeling more powerful to say, you know, comfortable saying yep. no to it's things. Empowering. Yeah, it's empowering. It is. So, it's so empowering. And it's yeah. absolutely uncomfortable at the start. And like yeah. you said, but like, <laughs> I was going through a phase where I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then yeah. I was Pull cancelling up, half over. an hour
2: before. Mm. And, like, that's and you not, end up no letting no more people down when you do suddenly. that. And you
1: look flaky and yep. then you feel like I, you know, was the exact same. I just say yes to every project. And I think that came from last year when I did quit – Full time job and did my passions, my passion job. And I kind of felt the need to say yes to everything, to every opportunity. But it led to so much burnout and yeah. me overextending myself and also doing stuff that I just didn't really want to do. So that saying yes was coming from a place of fear, exactly, not a place of love, exactly. And when I switched that around, and I really like f- for now, for example, I really before I say yes to anything. I sit with it and I really listen to my intuition and I'm mm. like, hey, does this feel good? Is this like a hell yes? Or is this like, oh, I don't know about mm. it. I, I'm a bit unconscious. Exactly. And it's that simple. And like recently I had a bit of a hard situation with a family member where I had to say no. And it was kind of worst case scenario where they just reacted really bad. Mm. But in saying that, it's empowering because you're honoring yourself. Mm. And when you're honoring yourself, if someone doesn't respect that, they're not worth it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you're freeing up that space when you say no for the things that are truly aligned with where you're going. Exactly. Instead of just like laughing around and trying to keep your head above exactly. water. Like I need to say yes. Cause I need to be successful. It just doesn't lead to success. It does no, the total opposite. A hundred percent. Well, that's
1: even like when I started getting really strict with my yeses, like I even just found even through my business, like my audience being so much more engaged and like, you know, just like different aspects like that, that you don't really think about, mm. but it all sort of like, yeah, aligned. Perfect one.
2: Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. does health mean to you, Georgie? So I guess because of
1: my health issues and my whole health journey and that sort of thing, for me, health is really finding what works for your body, your mind and your lifestyle at the Mm -hmm. moment and also realizing that that may change Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And also health to me is being loving and respecting towards yourself and your body. Cause that's something I didn't do for a very long time. And now that I do it, I just realize the like the difference. And so I've realized that I used to look at health at just purely like physical or performance, whereas now it's so much more and it's just so much deeper. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: And what does the future hold for you? So I do
1: have a couple of exciting things happening a little bit under the wrap. So (laughs) you'll just have to follow me, watch out on my socials. But at the moment, honestly, I'm putting all my time and effort into my podcast because I've realized when I put my time and effort into the things I love, like it always does well. And it's magic. (laughs) Exactly. So at the moment, the podcast is just what lights me up. So I'm like, that's where I'm going to be. And that's kind of. What I've realized as a female business owner, like following your intuition and really going um, in that sort of femme power, I'll call it, really
2: works for me. And so I'm just going with it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love that, Georgie. You're so inspiring. And we know you're a foodie. So for all the foodies listening, what does a day on your plate look like? Okay. So it's different every day because I do intuitive eat
1: Mm. and I am lucky I work from home. But at the moment, uh, so I start the day... I tend to eat breakfast quite late. I don't know. Like I've just, I used to be that person who ate it at 6am in the morning. And I think because I did that for so long now that I don't have to, my body just like doesn't want it. (laughs) If that makes sense. So I have a green smoothie, and I'm really into like this yummy like donut protein powder at the moment. It's delicious. Mm-hmm.
2: So I have like that the powdered milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a spoonful of powdered milk in there. No, yeah. I'm gonna get your smoothie I mean, recipes drink, and be like, "Whoa, what, where do I even get this?" <laughs> oh my
1: god. Um. Yeah. So I have a green smoothie, and then. For lunch today, I just had some rice and kind of like a beef stir fry and some rice. And then afternoon, I'll usually have like a sweet snack. At the moment, I have this like healthy fudge, which is delicious. So I have that. It's like gluten-free and dairy-free and refined sugar-free and all that that crap. Um, (laughs) And then for dinner, me and Tim, um, we always just have, you know, sort of like meat and veg or something like that. Tonight, we're going to have lamb, sweet potato chips and veggies. Yum, yum. yum. And then I usually, I'm not going to lie, I do probably have like a piece of chocolate every single night. Not a piece, maybe a couple.
0: What's your go-to chocolate?
1: Ah, So, well, I'm like really loyal to – Loving Earth yes. salted caramel. Yes. Oh my
2: gosh! Oh, you like the you can't buy that because you just eat the whole block. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Do you it's- know
0: what? they're like, I'm obsessed with their chocolate. I have it in my handbag. It's pack, so beautiful. I don't like that I one. I love that
2: one. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. I, I know. I don't
0: know why I don't like it, and I feel so weird. <gasps> I'm You're so, a bit strange, so, sorry man It's so creamy. It's like buttery. It's so. good. Yeah, you like powdered well, milk, so, so no. true.
2: <laughs> true. I am the weird one, so I don't know. About it's, <laughs> it's like eating a whole block of coconut oil, though. Like, yeah, it's not okay to have in my house it because I eat
1: like so it like it's a muesli bar. Is, yeah, it's so easy okay, to Okay, so eat. do you that's, know what I've been doing that's lately? my favourite.
0: <laughs> because my health food store run out of cacao nibs and I've put them in my smoothie every morning. This makes my smoothie really expensive but I've been putting my Loving Earth chocolate oh in my, God, my smoothie I morning, yeah. and it's so delicious. Oh my, that would be so, <laughs> be so expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I'm> like, every, <laughs> every time just, I do it, I'm like... um dollars <laughs> a block down the literally, uh, Only like three cues, but still like But little, still. But still, I'm like, it's expensive chocolate chocolate oh, so yeah, don't waste
2: goodness. that moment by wow. blending
0: it up but I need my smoothie to be back, <laughs> <laughs> back it up what's in your smoothie oh so I do <laughs> a frozen banana yum and then coconut desiccated coconut uh, chia seeds cacao nibs cinnamon I always feel like I say that wrong <laughs> I probably do. cinnamon um, yeah yeah seriously <laughs> almond milk and a tiny bit of maple syrup but ooh, I mix it up. I a like a lot of ingredients. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't I, even comprehend yeah, it. Sorry, yeah. it is I was like, <laughs> but that's just at the moment. <laughs> but you have I to text that to me or something. <laughs> you don't have powdered milk I in through, it. Go um, through total phases with smoothies. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is what 100%. I'm on at the moment, and I'm, I'm, but it's a fine line. The the maple syrup, like mm. I need to get it bang on right, <laughs> <laughs> and the sweetness of the bananas also because sometimes I put two in and it's like, oh, it's just when it's good, I love it, and when yeah. it's not, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, Didn't quite nail that one this morning. Seriously, yeah.
1: first. World I know problems. it is I know smoothies, you really gotta perfect it. Yeah. And that's like once I find something I love, like it's I'm
0: drinking that every single yes, day because to. it is a bit hard sometimes. Yeah. I'm the worst. I like flog food. My husband's always like, Okay, calm down. Like we've had that four times this year. And then no. we'll have it for like six months. Me and up. and me and
1: Tim are the exact same. Like, for example, at the moment, we're really into Indian.
0: And oh. we we've literally
1: like maybe the last like three. Three months we've had it like every Friday Saturday and Sunday <laughs> we just like get this delivery Indian and we're so obsessed and we're the exact same like we will flog a yes. food and then
0: all of a sudden like a sudden onto makes next. you nauseous yeah <laughs> so I bad I'm we're creatures of habit I am yeah. we're really exactly bad exactly the same <laughs> Georgie, thank you so much for welcoming us into your no, home. No, thank you so much. It was so lovely meeting you, girls. Oh, I'm so, so glad we good. did it in
1: person. Oh, I me know too. <laughs> it was the absolute
2: best. And, and she's so pretty. So let's <laughs> just okay. try and paint a picture for you. Like the best smile I've ever seen. Just oh like, my God, I'm blushing guys. Such a, like you guys an egoless over. human. I know. You guys
0: can come over anytime. Oh, this is my favorite thing about the podcast: <laughs> is that you get to meet people and in their home. in their homes. I know, and you just can in like we just connected it's so just quickly. Clear. Ooh, I yeah. feel like, you know it's such a nice <laughs> friendship now did we just have. become best friends <laughs> I, know, I think so i feel like we're the same person now <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> everything you were saying i was like holy crap the <laughs> <literally laughs> <a safe laughs> i'll book
2: my flight back next week
0: yeah, yeah okay you, <laughs> next go home yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: oh no thank you so much and we're so excited to keep watching your journey and all your success no so. thank you so much for having me on the podcast this has been amazing Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.